Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Primetime with Parker Primrose on Studio U Radio, the voice of OU. We've got a great show coming up for you today. Um, some news briefs, a very special guest, uh, my Soviet spy, a freshman roommate, will be coming on the air to talk about uh, why he is the way that he is and all the things that he did freshman year. It'll be good fun. You won't want to miss it. And uh, we'll have a, another book review for you today. And uh, you might also hear me talk about my sunburn. I woke up this morning very sun-kissed. Um, shout out to the OU baseball team for providing a heck of a game that was worth getting sunburned for. So, anyways, welcome to the show. We've got a good one in store for you. Don't look away. Um, it's prime time with Parker Primrose on Studio U Radio. I know I'm excited for this week. I hope you are too. Um, I didn't have to wear a jacket as much last week. The world is warming up a little bit. Um, but speaking of that, it's time for news briefs and the weather. So, Norman, today's high is supposed to be 66 with a low of 46, and it's going to be cloudy and windy. I was muttering to myself as I walked in this morning that I should have worn a sweatshirt. So, um, the way the weather usually works is by the afternoon, I wish I was wearing just a t-shirt. Um, but for those of you who haven't left yet, maybe start the day with a sweatshirt, and you can uh, drop some layers later in the day. Um, looking at this week, a high of 66 and a low of 39 um, with a 50% chance of rain on Friday. So, we're not entirely to the warmer weather yet, but we are getting closer. It hit 84 yesterday. It was incredible. Um, some news um, in the OU world. Sooners hire Jenny Baranchek to be the new women's basketball head coach. Jenny had a 174-83 and record at Drake, where she coached um, since 2012. Um, she's a two-time Mountain Valley Conference Coach of the Year, and uh, she's stepping in to replace Sherry Cole, who in 25 seasons at the helm of OU had a record of 513 and 294. is is one of the most beloved figures in OU basketball history. So big shoes to fill, but um, looks like a great hire. And I know she's bringing some energy um, and her family to Norman, which is exciting. And she's joining Porter Moser as the new faces of OU basketball. So there's some optimism in the room on on new horizons and new beginnings. Um, speaking of OU sports. Uh, OU Baseball won its series against Kansas this weekend, which included head coach Skip Johnson's 100th career win as the helm of the Sooners and a 14-3 drubbing of the Jayhawks on Sunday. Um, That's where I got sunburned. Also got to watch um, an incredible heckling performance by Orion Turcotte of Kansas's outfield, uh, particularly their right fielder and center fielder. So um, apologies to them, but also Sooners won, so maybe it worked. So shout out Ryan Turcotte. And lastly, OU softball run-ruled Mississippi State and Louisiana Tech this weekend, winning by a combined score of 19 to nothing. Um, Natty's for Patty. That's all there is to say. It's the best softball team in the country. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to. It's a heck of a show. So that'll put a wrap on today's news briefs. I'm going to put a few more songs on, and then we'll be back with my guest, Nathan Preuss, to talk about his life as a Soviet spy. So don't tune away. You're listening to Primetime with Parker Primrose on Studio U Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is prime time with Parker Primrose on Studio U Radio. And joining me today in the studio, we have a special guest, 
Nathan Price, my freshman roommate, the legend himself. Um, Nathan, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. It was a good morning for a walk on over to the studio. Love it. Well, thanks for making the walk. So for those of you who don't know or haven't seen my Twitter thread, um, so Nathan and I lived together freshman year. And um, Nathan really maximized the opportunity for freshman year to be a memorable one um, <laughs> to the point where I thought he was a Soviet spy and still kind of maintained that. Um, and uh, the Twitter thread went viral. Um, I had a lot of people from Kansas where Nathan went to high school DM me about it. Um, so if you haven't seen my Twitter thread, this is not a shameless plug. Um, there's a little bit of shame in it, but go find my Twitter. Um, I just recently quote tweeted it. You can see the thread with all of the pictures. Um, but for those of you who haven't seen it, and those of you who have, Nathan and I are going to talk through the Twitter thread today. Yes. And ultimately just talk about freshman year in the dorms, because what a time that is. If you've ever been a college freshman and you've lived in a dormitory, specifically the freshman towers at OU, um, you too probably have a series of memories. So we'll start with Nathan and I. So Nathan, um, yes. one, why did you choose to go to the University of Oklahoma? Uh, they gave me lots of money through national merit, and... Other schools didn't out of, like, the five that I applied to. So money talks. Yes. All right. Well, money talks loudly, and Nathan is glad to listen. <laughs> so Nathan came to the University of Oklahoma. And then, Nathan, um, we became roommates yes. through potluck, yes. um, which, for those of you who don't know what potluck is, it means that you fill out a little preference form, and you say, hey, oh, you, match me with someone random. So Nathan and I did not prep each other or know each other at all before we knew we were roommates. Um, why did you decide to go potluck? I didn't have any friends here, so I was just like, you know what? Time to go play the lottery. Hmm. See what'll come up. Love it. So Nathan wanted to play the lottery, and I came in, and uh, I knew some people at OU, but uh, I really wasn't that concerned about finding a roommate. And we both were going to live on the national merit floor, and I was like, oh, I'm on the national merit floor. It can't, it can't get too weird. Um, <laughs> and so, nonetheless, we went potluck, and um, and this is where we get to our Twitter thread, folks. Um, yes. So I was on a backpacking trip. Um, that summer in the, in the middle of the Colorado wilderness, and I emerged from my backpacking trip with this email yeah. from Nathan Price, and um, and I have it here pulled up in front of me. Um, it was a very, very elaborate introductory email, um, and it included a deep stock of my high school career. Um, like, everything that I did in high school was listed in this email, and then it was followed by Nathan saying that nothing he did would be on the internet, which was just <laughs> giving me weird energy to believe, to begin with. I'd never met this guy before, and it, it, the email starts with, I'd like my bed lofted. Also, here's everything you did in high school. I found all of it. I know all of your private information. And then you won't find anything on me because I don't put things on the internet. And then also I like Asian snacks and um, what's faster. Um, ooh, how fast. What is the velocity of an unladen swallow? Yes. Um... And so that was in my inbox, and that was my introduction to my roommate. And so, Nathan, can you talk me through the intention behind this elaborate email that included a deep stock? Uh, well, I wouldn't exactly call it stalking. I mean, it just was like looking at your social media, which isn't exactly private information. But you know how it is. Anyways, <laughs> I figured, like, an introduction would, would be best. And so I figured, like, ah, might as well use this chance to see if you've done any interesting things in high school and try and understand you. And I, I, it's my opinion that social media is a cancer upon society, and so I will never have one, and I don't use them very often. And so that's why you're never going to find information on me, except when Parker makes a Twitter thread about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just introduced myself to Parker, you know, didn't realize he was on a backpacking trip. So, yeah, so I, too, um, 
will normally stalk people's social media and find information on them, but usually I don't tell them that I did that. But you explicitly told me everything that you found. What? Well, I wanted to make sure I, I was doing it right. You know, you know, you, just, you don't have many opportunities to stalk people and figure out if your stalking was a success or not. So you have to tell people that, you know, this is what I found. Was it, was, is it the right information or are there two Parker Primroses living, living near Dallas and they both just. <laughs> so you wanted me to verify yes. that, uh, that the information you found was correct. Yeah, more or less. Well, on one hand, that's really kind of you. On another hand, it was kind of creepy. <laughs> I remember I got the email and I was with all of these people from Indiana who I had just met. <laughs> and I read the email to all of them. And they were all like, honestly, dude, you might not make it through freshman year. Um, and I did. I'm, I'm a junior now and Nathan and I are buds. But that was a heck of an introduction. Um, I, I was just, uh, I'll, I'll read, am I allowed to read this email on there? Uh, I guess I tweeted it on the internet. Yeah, sure, why not? Okay, um, so uh, here's, just so you guys have an idea of what all Nathan shared in this email. Hello, Parker and Primrose. I am Nathan, your roommate at OU. One thing of business. I would like to get my bed lofted and just wanted to check with you in case you had other plans for the dorm setup. If I get no response by July 9th, I will submit the form to loft my bed. So, you know, a curt, um, to the point introduction, I was a little intimidated by the, if I don't get a response, I will do this. Um, it was a little domineering, but I respected it because I understood you wanted your bed lofted. But um, this is where we twist from normal roommate introduction <laughs> to Nathan roommate introduction. <laughs> I also see that you had quite the list of accomplishments at <laughs> Allen High School. Sports editor for the paper. Your bio still says that you plan to attend, insert university here. <laughs> um, president of NHS, homecoming king, and deeply involved with FCA, church, and volunteering. I hope I stalked the right person. Congratulations on all your accomplishments. Also, cool last name. Now, I'll say that was a very polite, like, stalking report. Like, it was very kind and uplifting. Uh, it was a stalking report nonetheless, but of all the ways you could have told me that you stalked me, that was really polite of you. So yeah. I, yeah, I just want you to know I appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs> um, so then now we go to Nathan telling me a little bit about himself. <clears throat> now, I doubt that you'll be able to find any information on me other than things my parents post in random YouTube videos. Now, Nathan, I want you to know what it felt like when I saw all this information on me and then you proceeded to tell me that there was no um, trace of you on the internet. This is where I began to think that you might be a spy. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not being a spy. It's just that I don't think social media is good and so I avoid it. So, That's fair, but I feel like at this point everyone should have an internet imprint. Now, you did have piano videos yes. on the internet. Um, and I did find those, but I did not feel as victorious <laughs> watching 8th grade you play the piano as you did finding all of my high school information. Well, you put all your high school information out there. And I That's <laughs> fair. So really the learning from this is that be careful of what you put on the internet because someone will stalk you and tell you it's on the internet. So really, should I be thanking you for the security check? Probably no. Okay, well, all right. So moving forward in this email. So then Nathan says, I was mainly involved with robotics, science Olympiad, and international relations clubs. I would... Um, I enjoy sarcasm, severe storms, prequel memes, anime, League of Legends, symphonies, Asian snacks, XKCD, and trying new foods. Um, so breaking that down, um, I had to look up what prequel memes were. Now I get to Star Wars reference. I'm all here for it. That's great. I really didn't know what XKCD was. I thought it was ecstasy, and I thought it was a drug, and I thought you were telling me off the bat that, that our room was going to be a drug house. Um, no. Now I know that it's not. Just a comic strip. Just a comic strip. But at the time, I was like, oh, my gosh, he deep-stalked me, and now he's telling me that he's going to do drugs in our room. So my level of concern was rising. Ah. 
Um, and then completing this paragraph, um, Nathan says, I'm quite introverted, but I'm trying to get better at going to more social things. And that's when I knew you were going to have a good freshman year because you were stuck with me. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, final paragraph here. The best way to reach me is probably through GroupMe. Do people use GroupMe in Texas? That might be my favorite line in this entire email. See, I don't. I know there's people on the East Coast who don't use GroupMe, so. What do people on the East Coast use? Uh, I forget. It's been a while. Just not GroupMe? No, I just they use something. I think they use something else. Maybe WhatsApp or something. WhatsApp? Huh. I, I just, they just their schools. No one used GroupMe because like it's a networking effect, right? If nobody's using GroupMe in an area, like people so this, are not incentivized to join it. So this was a legitimate question about whether or not people use GroupMe in Texas. Yes, it was a legitimate question. I did not know. All right. Well, that just makes it even better to me. Um, thank you for that. We do use GroupMe in Texas. I don't know if I ever told you that. I just there are some friends that don't that I lived in New Jersey, so now you and know. California. So as you know, oh, East Coast and West Coast, no GroupMe. Yes. I mean, sometimes I wish I didn't use GroupMe, but um, the Lone Star State does rep. Ah, uh, glad to see that. Yeah, I'm glad to share that with you. Yes. Um, the more you know. Back to Nathan's email. My OU email address automatically forwards to... My email address. His email address. Uh, talks about his phone number. It says, oh dear, handing out personal information to strangers on the internet. Which really I'm realizing <laughs> is just a roast of all the information that I put on the internet. Um, because, yeah, all of the things that I just gave to you via my social media, and then you just gave me one thing, and, and we're concerned over it. Which is a testament to your awareness of of privacy and also my complete utter lack of it. <laughs> I mean, it's just different like levels of how much you want to live a public life, and <laughs> I'd prefer to live more of a private life. And so, and beautifully adding to that, the last line of this paragraph in the email is, "As you can probably tell, I am morally opposed to using social media." And listeners, if you couldn't already tell, Nathan still feels that way. Yes. Um, so, uh, kudos to you. <laughs> Honestly, kudos to you. Way to stay off of it. Um, and then Nathan asked me some questions. Beyond all your clubs, what things do you like to do? How well was I able to stalk you? Which I really thought that was great punctuation. Like, you just blatantly told me that you stalked me. Um, which everyone does, but usually we don't verbalize. But you really just stepped into that gap. I mean, hiding information when you're going to be roommates is just, like, not going to be a successful relationship, really. And so... This is actually just a relationship coaching talk. Um, just Nathan's a proponent of the free exchange of information as long as it's not his. <laughs> so, good to know. Um, and then his last question was, what is the average airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? And this this was a good sign. Because had I not seen Monty Python, I would have read that and been like, all right, this is bad. But <laughs> I had seen Monty Python and I knew, okay, I should ask African or European. So I'm glad that we ended on that moment of connection. And really, I'm grateful that I've seen Monty Python. Shout out to Chase Oaks Youth Group for letting me watch that in New Orleans. Um, so, and that, that was the email, yes. um, which really just hyped me up for the moment of meeting you. Um, and boy, did you deliver on the excitement that email provided. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, so progressing in this thread, it begins with the email and then we move in and, um, Nathan is a gamer. Yes. Nathan logs some hours on League of Legends. A few too many. What level or rank are you on League of Legends right now? Uh, gold three. So about average. Okay, so let's say you're hypothetically sitting with someone who doesn't know what gold three means. Is that like level four? That'd be again about average. All right. So like I am an average player at the game. Point taken. Um, well, Nathan, Nathan is above average in investment. Nathan puts in the work. Although I don't. I, <laughs> I got mind. lucky. 
<laughs> Let's be real here, Parker. Well, I respect the hustle. I am not a gold level three, um, so you're cooler than me. Um, but um, with that, so I move in, and yes. Nathan likes to um, put a blanket down. Yeah, while I was doing secret work. See, and that's the that's that's exactly why the Soviet spy narrative exists. Because, folks, if you look at the thread, like Nathan and I's room is not very big. Yeah. And Nathan would would had his bed lofted and his desk was under it, and he would take a blanket from his bed and completely cover him while he was sitting at his desk. And it's only the two of us in there. Like the only person he is hiding from is me. Yes. Who is probably just sitting there reading sports or. Yeah, I, exactly. But you could just walk behind me and look at the screen and then see confidential information on the Americans or the British, and then there's a giant problem. And see, guys, when you hear this. Does it make you think normal roommate or does it make you think Soviet spy? With the context of the stalking and now he's legitimately telling me that he was trying to hide information from me exclusively. Yes. And and if you look at the thread, this happens a lot and there's different... Now, can you talk to me about why this is kind of a... So I'm looking at the first picture. Yeah. It's kind of a, a beautiful quilt. That's complete coverage. Yeah. The second picture is uh, just kind of your head and a little bit of your screen. Was there a reasoning for the different strategies? Um... I think I don't know. I probably just trying to get some of the back glare off the screen. I don't know. Sometimes I I don't know if I was doing secret work with the gray blanket. I was doing secret work with the quilt. So the quilts, the, the quilts was like motherland work. Yeah, the gray blanket might have been just. Uh, this seems to... interesting. Trying new things. Okay, okay. So a little creativity. So that's good to know. So this this was a sign freshman year that something big big was happening. Yeah, it was. I was going over classified documents and the reacting to the past game. <laughs> didn't want you to so, get caught. I guess I guess now is the time to explain that. Yes. So, can you articulate what this game was? So, uh it was it was reacting to the past game, which is kind of role-playing historical events. We were doing the conference at Yalta and my role was uh Lavrenti Beria, uh the chief of the Soviet secret police, and I was doing espionage work in the game to try not to spoil the game for people if they haven't played it yet cuz I don't know if Dr. Alpers is still running that game. Probably not, but... <laughs> um, yeah, so I was doing some espionage work with... They give you all different books um, which have your victory objectives in there for the negotiations, and so I acquired the American book and the uh, British book via certain means um, and then gave that information to the Soviets, and then whoever was playing Stalin just decided really not to use that information and just had it failed at negotiating and that was a lot of hard work <laughs> down the drain for for nothing but you know i forgot how upset you were about that well yeah because i put a lot of time and effort into getting all the information to stalin so stalin could just like destroy the negotiations against the american british and get everything they wanted and then stalin doesn't do that i mean just like don't get any objectives whatsoever because stalin just didn't care at this point in the game now, I want to reemphasize for folks, Nathan is talking about a class. He has not gone off his rocker, is not actually communicating with Joseph Stalin. We were in a class, like he said, reacting to the past, a prospector's course within the Honors College. And the premise of this class is it would put you in these historical periods, assign you historical characters, and then you would play out kind of organically what could have happened based off everyone's beliefs and opinions, everyone with their own objectives and goals. And so we had the Yalta Conference, like he said, which was a conference, it was a peace negotiation for post-World War II, um, during the war, but articulating what it would look like after the war between the British, the Soviets, and the Americans. 
Um, so everyone in the class got divided into those three different groups, and we were all competing within the negotiations to have you know the final outcome, the Yalta agreement, reflect best for our party. So Nathan, um, you signed up for the Soviet group, right? Uh, yes. Well, I specifically wanted to be Stalin because Stalin is cool, but I'm happy Dr. Alpers gave me Lavrenti Beria because that was more fun than being Stalin. So there was an express desire to be on the Soviet team. Yeah. Got it. And alternatively, <laughs> um, I requested to be on the American team um, because I felt like that was a normal thing to do and also, you know, a little bit of patriotism there. And uh, and so with that, every player gets like a confidential role sheet. Yes. Their players' strategic goals and objectives that you don't want the other team to know because then they can intentionally prevent you from achieving those yes. so that they can win the game. And so... When Nathan says that he acquired the British and the American books, what he means is he took the confidential documents that outlined the other team's objectives and then proceeded to photograph them. Um, and so when you say you acquired the American documents, can you tell everyone how you did that? Yeah, so Parker got his briefing book from class and put it in his backpack. And then later that day he went out to like uh, – uh, PSLC or something, Senior Freshman Council. I don't exactly know. But I knew you were going to be gone for like two hours. Mm. Uh, so I went and found the uh, documents in the in your backpack, took them out, photocop- <laughs> photographed them, um, put them back where they belonged, and got the photographs onto my computer and started going through them. And then building a giant spreadsheet, basically, of the Soviet, the American, and the British goals that I, ha- that I knew of. Um, and trying to figure out um, how we could go the, do the negotiations. Because the Soviet Union and the Yalta Conference kind of wants to min-max their way through the conference, um, achieve like full victory points on some issues while just losing other issues. And whichever ones are more important to Stalin is the one you're supposed to max. But are Stalin just tried to like settle for the average case which is what the americans and the british wanted so Mm. that didn't work out too well so i had this giant spreadsheet of victory information for all three countries and so then it was just a matter of trying to optimize the best outcome for the soviets and that didn't happen so i want to emphasize that you waited for me to leave yes went into my backpack yes acquired papers from my backpack yes photographed them yes then put them back in my backpack yes exactly the way they were and then never told me. Well, I told you after, after the, the game. game. Well, because if I told you during the game, you know, now Stalin has like a giant scandal on his hands. So we went about a month of me not knowing that Nathan broke into my stuff and photographed my confidential information. And then he, I believe you told me in a fit of rage because you were upset that you lost. Yeah, I was upset because um, I put a lot of work into it. So, so on that, so we've touched on the beginning of the game, him yeah. stealing my documents. We've touched on the end when he tells me that he stole his documents. Um, during the in-between, again, this is just a class. Yeah. Um, I, you know, took ownership of my role in in the normal patriotic sense. Nathan, you really went above and beyond of owning what it meant to be a Soviet in the game. Yeah, um, well, because see, Pernoy, like one of the, I think he was in the British side, was my mentor in freshman engineering course. And you were my roommate, right? And so, because you're playing the chief of the secret police, people will expect you to be up to something. Right. And so I decided that I'll just distract everyone from uh, my espionage work and start hiding Soviet flags in the room to keep Parker on his toes and uh, keep other people preoccupied and not paying attention to the actual covert activities I was undergoing. 
So to to uh, reemphasize what Nathan just said, he printed eleven, like a sheet that included eleven Soviet flags. I printed out lots of Soviet flags. I didn't use all of them. I just you printed out more than eleven. Yeah, I printed. I think yeah, more than eleven. And then you hand cut them. Yeah. And then you hand colored them in with colored pencils. Yeah, because I didn't have access to a color printer. And then you <laughs> hid them all across my room. Well, yes. So um, for those of you following along <laughs> on my Twitter thread. Um, you can see he put one on our front door. Yes. I don't know how long it went before I noticed <laughs> that. So everyone – and Nathan and I's room was at the beginning of the hallway, yes. which means everyone was walking past it. And I probably didn't notice for a while because I keep weird hours. Um, but you had a Soviet flag on our front door. Yeah. Um, which was sketchy. Um, Nothing sketchier than, like, anyone else on the National Mayor of Wow. Okay. And now we go – I had a picture board with all yeah. my friends and family and special moments. And Nathan <laughs> – like hid a Soviet flag behind a picture of my family. Yeah. Um. Which means he went through my pictures and put like this tiny flag on my photo board. Um. There was also one by my ramen wall. Yeah. Um. You put one in my closet. Yep. I'm pretty sure I found some in my backpack. Yeah, probably put one there. Um. You hid them everywhere. Yes. It's kind of the point. So we've already established that you weren't afraid to go through my stuff because you, you broke into my backpack and took pictures of my documents. What was the – I know you said you wanted to distract me, but you went full send on hiding these flags. Um, well, if I didn't go full send, you know, why would, why would you just half-ass being, being Laurenti Berry? You just got to go gotta, – got to embrace the role of a secret police chief. And if it, if it means you have to do some morally unsavory things, you just – just got to send it and go for it. I think you deserved extra credit in this class. You talked her out for saving my grades. Yeah. Hypothetically, the class was within the room, but Nathan decided to bring it into our dorm room. Well, um, yeah. And so with that, he told me he hit 11 flags. I found 10 of them probably by January or February. I could not find the 11th one. Yeah, I think I put it in one of your like your tote crates. Yeah, I didn't find it until I moved out. Yeah, that's probably because you didn't look in there for... <laughs> yeah, which is one, telling for me, but two, dude, like, these were, like, hidden deep in my stuff. Yeah. Like, how long did it take you to cut these, color these, and hide them? Um, Probably cutting and coloring them took about 30 minutes, because... And then I just hid them whenever I knew you weren't around, because you were at one of 15 different club activities. Strategic. Um, how did you think I was going to react? Oh, you would probably be a bit mad at me. Um, but hopefully you would take it in the spirit of the game. And how did I take it? I think you took it well. I kind of forget. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I think, and hopefully you'd agree, this all of freshman year, I was really just along for the ride. Um, I I don't I I think there was a lots of states of shock. Um, I remember explicitly when this happened, I texted my high school friends. Yes. And at this point, I kind of started building the narrative that you were a Soviet spy, and this put everyone over the edge, including me. At this point, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I really might not make it through freshman year. You'll be fine. Ah, that was the, – the way you just looked at me and nodded <laughs> was not comforting. Um, so with that, so during this game – so Nathan Nathan gets up earlier than me in the morning. Yeah. I, um, I'm not good at getting up in the morning. And Nathan is a big fan of orchestral suites and stuff. And yeah. so there was always something planned, um, and it would usually wake me up, which was fine. I need to get out of bed anyways. But for the entire month of October, your alarm clock was the Soviet national anthem. Yeah. And you let it play through 
every morning. <laughs> like it wasn't just oh the alarm's off and you turn it off. You let it play through every morning for a month. Yeah, maybe Patriotism. longer. Can you just walk through what was the intention behind that? Uh, I needed to be loyal to the motherland, as is my role as Laurenti Varia. So that that I did. I just I have so much respect for the full scent. Um, I should have responded with the the Star Spangled Banner, but you got up earlier than me, so it didn't matter. <laughs> you didn't set your alarm for it like six in the morning. I mean, I just have videos on my phone of me like hiding under my covers, like. <laughs> Just recording the Soviet national anthem and you like humming along. All of this in the context of being surrounded by Soviet flags and not knowing that you broke into my backpack. And and so building off of that, I think at this point Nathan knew that I was um not perturbed. Paranoid? Paranoid. That's a good word. I was paranoid. And so he really seized the opportunity to lean into this. Yeah. Um so again if you're looking at the Twitter thread, I'm talking about Halloween. Um, <laughs> Nathan, I'm forgetting the name of this hat. Can you the Ushanka. The Ushanka. I brought, I brought it with me here today. It's a fine hat. Yeah, so Nathan has his Ushanka in studio right now. It's a nice, like, ear flap hat. Um, stereotypical, if you think of, like, 1940s, you know, Soviet Union yeah. kind of hat. One of the best $20 I've ever spent. So when did you buy the hat? I uh, bought it in early October, I think. So you bought it explicitly for this class? Yes. It was the best $20 I spent on the class. <laughs> And then also in this picture, you have a um, sickle and hammer pin in the hat. Yeah, I took that one out. I didn't want to get, like, lynched on campus or anything. That was probably a good decision. Um, but you did wear it in our dorm room. Yeah. And I think you wore it to class. Yeah, probably. I think I also wore my cape to class as well. Yeah, so Nathan brings up, he also had a cape that you bought explicitly for this? No, I've had the cape for years. Okay. So <laughs> I kind of want to unpack that. Yeah. I'll just do it. Nathan, why did you own a cape? Uh, I got it for a Halloween costume back in like middle school and I just kept it around because you never know when you need a cape mm. but you like casually wore this cape well yeah do you still casually wear the cape no I think it's in back in Kansas so mm. I really need a new cape that one's really made out of like some sheer polymer stuff and isn't cloth and one of these days I'll buy a proper cloth cape and I'll probably wear that around if I ever need to do any more shenanery <laughs> and so, um, Halloween, I just have this picture of you just sitting in your chair doing your thing, but with your Ushanka and your cape. Yeah, it's Halloween. Gotta, gotta embrace the season, the spirit of the season. And that you did. I think the word embrace is key for this whole theme. I also want to point out that you were in possession of a trench coat. Yes. And you frequently wore the trench coat. Yeah, I'm in possession of two trench coats now. Wow. Just a big trench coat guy? Yeah. And so at this point, I think, Nathan, you were very aware that I was telling other people about you and your antics. Yeah. Um, and this is when you started just wearing stuff casually on campus. Yeah. What was the heart behind that? I mean, if people already knew, why, why bother to hide anything? Mm. And that brings up a great point. I think it was like August, and I was already aware that I was in for an exciting year, and I asked you, am I allowed to post the things that you do? And... Your, your response was something along the lines of, I have no regrets. Yeah. Um, and I think that that similar energy is carried in you wearing a trench coat or a cape and a Ushanka around campus. Yeah. I have no regrets for any of my actions that I did in freshman year. Mm. Got it. Including the flags and breaking into my backpack. That's good. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we like the word embrace. Um, so... Um, <laughs> 
so that's that's it for the content in the thread. But this really wasn't the end. Nathan embraced this for the so like the class itself was a month. Like that section of the class was a month. Yeah. You kept the theme for the year. At what point did it turn from you were wanting to be Lorente Beria for the class to oh I'm Nathan the Soviet spy roommate and I need to embrace this new lifestyle? Um, I don't think I was doing. See, I think I just kind of. St- stopped being Lavrenti Beria. It's just that it took you forever to find the Soviet flag. So it really just never faded away past the end of October. <laughs> and just finding stuff hidden just kept refreshing the memory of the class. The paranoia was real. It yeah. still kind of is. I mean, I was paranoid too when I took your stuff. <laughs> what were you paranoid about? What was I going to do? Uh, make a big fuss in class and then like now we just to lose negotiations because <laughs> they're not going to give Stalin anything. But I clearly did not notice until you told me and then I told the whole class. No, no, I was more worried about getting caught with the British stuff on me because I actually had a paper copy of theirs where because of how Leverenti Burial works on the game. I was more worried about that and getting found out with that. So you weren't really afraid of me? No, I was more, much more paranoid about the British finding out than... <sighs> so I, what I'm hearing is I'm not intimidating. Well, I also took photographs of the British stuff, and then I threw that away so that the... So, like, I didn't, you know. Would you do it again? Would I do it again? Probably, yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed the class. I love that for you. And you know what? (laughs) If someone were to ask me if I would endure that again, I would pause for a second. (laughs) You would pause? I'm actually deciding my answer right now, so this is longer than a second pause. I would say yes. Um, it was crazy, um, and I was very, very paranoid, but the story I've got from it, I would run it back. Um, what a great icebreaker. But Nathan, when people, so I'm a tour guide. Yes. Um, I give tours. Oh, yeah. And, Mm. um, part of my tour guide thing is I talk about housing. Yes. And I talk about, you know, you can either pref somebody, you can do OUZ Harmony, or you can do potluck. Yeah. And I'm like, I did potluck freshman year, and it was great. And and it always makes me laugh because I'm like, they don't know what I mean when I say <laughs> it was great. And I mean it sincerely. I loved living with you freshman year. But there's so much beyond the word great when I'm giving my tours that I'm thinking about and they don't realize. And um, it just makes me chuckle. Really what I tell them from our freshman year is I say, I didn't realize that I was supposed to clean the bathroom until like May because you had cleaned the bathroom the whole year. Probably. Which, I want to compliment Nathan there. He cleaned the bathroom the whole year without telling me. Um, I mean, it was pretty low level of cleaning, but yeah. Cleaning a bathroom is cleaning a bathroom, and very clearly, I did not do it. So, commendation. Nathan may have hid Soviet flags all over my side of the room, <laughs> but he also made sure our bathroom was clean. And you know what? As a roommate, I, I'll take that deal. I will take a Soviet flag covering my family picture in exchange for a clean bathroom that I didn't have to clean. So, thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, and so just generally we can cut the Soviet part out of it. Although I don't know if that's possible. I think it's really become a part of the identity of, of our relationship. But what was your favorite part of freshman year in the dorms? Oh, probably. Yeah. Probably doing the Soviet stuff in October was probably the best (laughs) part. I mean, I also enjoyed playing, uh, cards with some of the people on the floor, but people got busier in the semester and they didn't have time to play cards anymore and so I got sad. Anyways. I'll play cards with you, Nathan. Thanks, Parker. 
I haven't played Exploding Kitten in a long time, though. It's been a long time for me, too, Parker. Okay, well, we'll run it back. You, you can know. come to my new house, and you can wear your Yushanka <laughs> trench coat. <laughs> it's too warm to wear a trench coat these days. <laughs> it's not too warm to wear a Yushanka. Yeah, it's not, it wasn't. It was a nice morning for a Yushanka. Okay, well, I'm happy for you. I think when I think of freshman year, one of my favorite moments was uh, I'm a huge Colorado Rockies fan. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> The Rockies that year, it was their last year of being relevant. Um, <laughs> breaks my heart. And uh, they made it. It was. A, they had a great run. They tied the Dodgers for the division and lost game 163. They made it to the wild card game against the Chicago Cubs. And it was on a Tuesday night. And I was in, as I usually am, in meetings until like 1030. And yep. so I thought I was going to miss the whole game. But I made it back for like the seventh inning. And Sweet Nathan usually goes to bed at 9 o'clock at night, or at least freshman year. Early, yeah. You went to bed really early. I mean, you went to bed at like 3 or 4 in the morning. So, so we were a lot not of on things. the same page um, in terms of bedtimes, which I'm not sure in the potluck system. Maybe I lied and said I went to bed early. <laughs> Maybe you lied and said you went to bed late. Uh, but we were not on the same page there, which was fine. I, I lived next to the study room. But anyways, poor Nathan, I get back at 10.30, and I was like, I'm going to watch this game. Like, this is a big deal. And Nathan's, like, in his bed, and he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> and so the game it started in the seventh inning at 10.30. It goes to the 13th inning, yeah. right? Um, so that's, that's four extra innings. I want to say it was, like, probably near 1 a.m. Yeah, near 1 a.m. when the game finally ends. The Rockies won. It was awesome. Yeah. And uh, I have this video of me recording the last out. And in the background, you can hear Nathan. Uh, primarily, you hear me yelling. And then in the background you hear Nathan go, the Rockies won. I can finally go to bed. <laughs> and that really for me is just symbolic <laughs> of all of our freshman year. Me being boisterous and noisy and you being polite and obliging and also quite humorous in that. <laughs> do you, what do you remember from that night? Uh, I remember watching ba- – I mean, it's not that I'm opposed to watching baseball. It's just maybe not at 1 a.m. <laughs> but, like, I also just, like – just can't sleep when you're already so invested in the game mm-hmm. at the 13th inning. Like, you got to watch it to its end. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that takes, like, two hours or four hours. Or you just you got to keep the commitment. And I hope my greatest legacy as your freshman roommate was sparking a little bit more love of baseball in you. Yeah. It's a nice game to watch, sit and chat with people over. Nathan, really, I, I play, I dabble in video games. Middle school, I played way too much Madden. I'll admit it. I also think I could beat anybody at Madden still. Um, But uh, I would casually play MLB The Show, and then at one point Nathan was kind of like got interested in it. So he would start watching, which really just fed this like, oh, I'm not playing video games for me. I'm playing for Nathan. (laughs) And and you did encourage it. You would ask me if I was going to play a game that night, and I would have like a paper, but then you would ask me and be be like, well... Yeah, sure. <laughs> so maybe not great for my academics, but you watched me play probably three seasons of the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. And you know what? I think the last time I touched it, I think I touched it during while we were all quarantined. But I really think there's a World Series caliber roster there. Yeah. And this is the season I'll win it, and I just haven't finished it. Yeah. So I think, Nathan, we need to we need to see that to the end. Yes. Finish it. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, Trevor Bauer. No, 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 it's Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber's our, our ace. Anyways, folks, Nathan encouraged my – Nathan enabled my love of sports and yes. was willing to embrace it and join in. Um, he is from Kansas, so um, unfortunately he is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Um, <laughs> I mean, f- fan. 
Enough for you to make fun of me when the Broncos lost to the Chiefs. Yeah. That that's about the the only thing I could really do as a Chiefs well, fan. Is you, point out when my team beat your team. And you know, I'm happy for you. I'm glad that I could spur that much <laughs> love of sports in you. Um But on that, looking at freshman year as a whole, would you go potluck again? Yeah. You don't regret living with me? No. That means a lot. And you know what, Nathan? I wouldn't change a thing either. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> People always have these great freshman year stories, and I'd put mine over anyone. Over anyone. And uh, the best part is Nathan and I still get baked bare probably once a semester maybe. Yeah. So um, we'll keep that streak rolling. But, Nathan, thanks for being a great freshman roommate. Thanks You're for welcome. letting me tweet about all of your shenanigans and it's share fine. them with the world. And being willing to endure – um, all the people who now identify you solely as my Soviet roommate. Yeah, I mean, it was weird when all my friends back in Kansas started asking me about the Twitter thread because I didn't realize that they stalked me and somehow found out about this. Weird how that feels, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> very, very strange. Yeah, huh. I'm... The more you know. This is why I don't put stuff out on the internet. <laughs> So I had a bunch of people from Kansas DMing me. Yes, I know, because they were my friends who were just like... <laughs> and they're all like, oh my gosh, I went to high school with this guy. Yes, I know. Now, correct me on this. What did you wear to your sister's graduation? Uh, I wore a trench coat. Was that an intention to play off your internet fame, or was this just casual wear? Uh, it was casual wear, and also maybe a bit of playing off the internet fame. Mm. I love it. Now, do people still – I still get asked about you. Yeah. Do people still ever mention it to you? No. Again, this is one of the things where they see me on campus, and then they go and talk to you. Hi, I saw your roommate. He was wearing a trench coat. And then I never find out they saw me. Mm. So So how does it feel for the table to be flipped here? Um, tables to be flipped here? Um, Not too bad. However, if it was, like, more private information, I'd probably be upset with it, but – I mean, it's part of the consequences for doing a full send. Like, mm. I mean, I don't regret it. It's just you have to accept it and move on and have to deal with Parker telling you, oh, look, so many people were just like, ah, I saw your roommate today. And they just, <laughs> I think like one person ever told, ever asked me <laughs> if I was, in fact, from Parker's Twitter thread. No, no one else. Well, next time I have someone tell me that they saw you, I'll say, okay, if you see him again, you need to say hi. Because you deserve to feel the fame yes, that you've achieved. Yes, I should, I should get to feel the fame more than the Twitter thread. Yeah, guys, I got – so I tweeted it Yeah. right before I got on a plane for Italy. And so I'm on that flight. I'm not on my phone the entire flight. I get off the plane, and it is blown up. Like 1,700 likes, like like 200 retweets, which, like, for an average Joe like me is, is a lot it's of a lot. eyes. Um, a lot of eyes. So – I didn't – I had all this content all year, and I was like, I need to share this. Like, other people need to know the adventure that I've gotten to experience. And I was always debating. I was like, should I tweet them as they happen? Should I just save it for the end? Ultimately saved it for the end. just think it was appropriate. And yeah. even the OU History Club responded to the tweet. The OU History Club? Did you know that? No. Let me find it um, <sighs> because I know you would appreciate that. It, uh, it achieved the level of internet fame that I'll probably never touch again. There's still hope. I have my really bad football highlights, um, but uh, I don't know if they're uh, quite as riveting. You've seen those, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, 
one day I'll talk through the show and how that happened. Um, I was an awful football player. Ah, my biology. Let me. Can I read through some of these responses? <laughs> Go for it. So my senior, my high school senior biology teacher responds to this thread with, um, "This will make a great movie someday. You know this, right? <laughs> know that I have the rights to the film. We'll all split split revenue." With you. <laughs> um, George Stoya, who's come on this show, beat writer for the Denver Broncos, responds with a clip from The Office. It's Michael Scott going, "Knock, uh, no more knock knock jokes." That someone says, uh, "Ding dong," and then Michael Scott says, "Who's there?" And then uh, the other guy says, "The KGB." Um, that did well. So, KGB association for you. Uh, my friend Michaela from high school said, I just wasn't prepared for this one, Parker. Um, Sula Bateman said, this is so strange. Thanks for the thread. Um, Chloe Allen from high school said, oh my God, Parker, what the heck? This is terrifying. Uh, my friend Sydney, who you've met, yep. who goes to OU and went to high school with me, says, we love Nathan. I did not include your name in the thread. I blacked out all your information. Yes, I saw. It was very, very nice of you. But she did share it. Um, someone I don't know named Charlie Brown said, Haha, nothing beats freshman year roommates. I'd say that's true. <laughs> someone else I don't know said, This frightened me. Daniel Dixon, one of my friends from high school, said, Did you ever find the last flag? To which I responded, It was hidden in my box of newspapers under my bed. Which was a power play by you because I took all the articles I wrote for the OU Daily and I stacked them in a box. Yeah. So for you to put it under there, I was never going to open it. Yeah. So it's brilliant. Um, another person I don't know said, maybe this is why Gallagher resigned. The connection had been uncovered. Whoa. I don't I don't think I can take credit for, for Gallagher. No no official comment on that? Uh, no, I think it was really the Googly Twitter account that really <laughs> did Gallagher in. I missed that. I missed that too. I missed the Googly Twitter account. President Haruz has not gotten a Twitter account that they, I'm aware of. I'm, I'm not aware of one. Did you ever, and this is a tangent, but I'm just going to go there. Did yeah. you ever, do you remember the tweet? This was back when, like, Gallagher and Boren were publicly beefing. Yeah. And it was like, Gallagher was like, I'm going to put the head of a national merit on David Boren. <laughs> and I just remember we lived on the national merit floor, and yeah. everyone, like, saw that and shared that with each other. And it was maybe the funniest thing that happened, because we were all like, well, one of us. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> um, the OU History Department tweeted, we still have seats left in Dr. Melissa Stockdale's History 3803 Era of Russian Revolution. <laughs> so you were used as an advertisement. Ah, uh, okay. Thanks, History Club. Um, someone else responded with their own roommate story. I don't really want to read that one on air, but it exists. <laughs> oh, and then someone I don't know responded to me and said, I think you should mind your own business, comrade. Um... So I don't know if you're in cahoots. I don't know if I can pronounce this. I, I don't think I'm in Julian's cahoots. Julian's Dvavich. No, I'm not Dvavich. in cahoots with them. You're not in cahoots. No. Okay. So we've we've covered the whole story at this point. I feel like we've added some depth to it. So yes. as a final question, Nathan, are you a Soviet spy? Maybe. The mystery lives. The mystery does live. Wow. Well... Folks, you heard it here. We've gone through the thread. You've heard the heard from the man behind the story, um, the motives behind it, the journey that it was, and um, ultimately how grateful I am for this freshman roommate story and experience. Nathan was a great roommate and a great friend, and uh, he's a good sport for letting me share those pictures with 1,700 people <laughs> and then having you come on a radio show to talk about it. It's fine. So, Love to be here, Parker. Um, honored to have you. 
Uh, Nathan skipped a meeting for this, so if you don't think he cares, um, you're wrong. He, yeah, well, also I didn't want to go to the meeting. Well, I'm glad I can <laughs> give you an excuse. If hopefully they're not listening to this. <laughs> Your honesty is is one of my the traits I admire most. Um, <laughs> sweet. Well, uh, we're gonna cut to a music break. Um, Nathan, this is this is the end of our time together on air. Um, right. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listening public? Not really. Cool. Well, folks, stay tuned. There might be another Twitter thread one day. Maybe it's going to be Nathan when he really does work for the KGB. Um, he just shrugged at me. So. Was he? Who knows? I, I still don't know if he really is a Soviet spy, and he didn't give you guys any clarity, um, but we sure do know that he embraced Dr. Alper's reacting to the past perspectives course. And for anyone out there in the Honors College looking for a perspectives course, um, a strong recommendation from Nathan and I, just don't take it with someone you're rooming with. And, folks, uh, that was a heck of an interview with Nathan. Nathan, thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. Pleasure to be here. Love to have you. Everyone, you're listening to Prime Time with Parker Primrose on Studio U Radio, the voice of OU. If you had thoughts on today's interview or show, um, and we're still kicking, we've got some time left on the runway, feel free to respond to the Prime underscore Time underscore OU Twitter or Instagram account, or shoot me an email at parker.primrose at ou.edu. Um, if you also want to talk to Nathan, you can get in contact with me. I... Uh, I'd be kind of scared for you if he wears his Yushanka to the meeting, but he's a, a heck of a guy worth getting to know. And, uh, yeah, Nathan, final thoughts? Nope, don't have any. No final thoughts. Only only the Soviet National no, I, I didn't think this far ahead. Hey, you don't need to. Neither do I. That's why we're here. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's a wrap. I'm going to cut to some music. Thank you all for listening. I'll be back in a bit with a book review. Hello, you're still listening to Primetime with Parker Primrose on Studio U Radio, the voice of OU. For today's book in review, we're talking about Out of My Mind by Sharon Draper, um, a book that has really helped shift my perspective and, and make me be more thoughtful of others. Um, it's a book about a girl with cerebral palsy, and it's entirely from her perspective as she goes through school, um, competes on an academic team, and just goes through life. And it is just such a um, a moving book in the way that it makes you realize everyone is going through something, and, and there's so many things going on in someone else's mind that you don't know and can't comprehend, and how <laughs> we truly do need to treat everyone with, with grace and love and a love of kindness because we don't know what they're walking through. And f- for the main character in that book, it was pretty, her cerebral palsy was evident to those around her, but that's what it was they were defining her by. And so for her, um, as you're getting to hear her thoughts through the book, it's just like, it makes you realize, man, people are so much more than what you see or what you hear. Um, there's so much more that goes into defining who a person is, and, and ultimately they should be able to define that um, in the way that they, they carry themselves, in the way that we love them. Um, and I'm speaking in terms of just um, not defining people by their, their outward traits, such as, you know, illnesses or disease or um, disabilities and really humbling for the posture of my heart and the way that I need to, to love others well. And and so a book I would recommend, it's a light read. Um, I read it when I was younger and then I read it again in high school and it was just as impactful. And being able to go behind um, the lens of someone else, um, so healthy. To, we always talk about, you know, spend a day in someone else's shoes, right? And I think sometimes we say stuff like that so much we lose the nuance of it and of recognizing we're all walking through stuff. Life is hard. People are struggling. And uh, we all need a little grace, right? And uh, it's best that we give that and give people a chance to, to write their own story. Um, to write their own story. So, short book review today, but a short and sweet book. Um, would strongly recommend Out of My Mind by Sharon Draper.
I've got a few more tunes for you today, and then I will sign out. Uh, so stay tuned. We've got a couple good ones, and uh, I'll catch you in a few minutes. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Parker Primrose on Studio U Radio. So you are listening to Primetime with Parker Primrose on Studio U Radio, the voice of OU. This is a wrap on our show. I'm signing off. Again, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, be sure to tune in again next Monday from 9 to 11. Thanks for listening. This has been Primetime with Parker Primrose. Have a great rest of your Monday.